Well, they sell baked goods, and soon Second Cup could be selling goods that get you baked. Yep. Oh, yeah. The Canadian franchise is uh, partnering up with National Access Cannabis Corporation to convert some of its coffee shops into what they hope will be legal pot lounges and dispensaries. And while it's still very early days, and they would still have to get licensing approval from the government and the franchisees and the landlords, these folks know that it's big, big business. And you can now see how fast this is going to start to move. And I really, really change the landscape And for Second Cup, which has really struggled to find its place in the uh, Canadian coffee market, hey, they're taking their chances. But you got to look to companies like Shoppers, Loblaws. There are a lot of private businesses that want in. And right now in Ontario, we apparently are going to be closed for that private business, thanks to the nanny state liberals. So it's all the other provinces that are going to reap the rewards Let's bring Derek Ogden into the conversation because he is with the chain that is teaming up with Second Cup National Access Cannabis. With Second Cup, um, not just selling baked goods, but really, I guess, goods that'll get you baked. A possibility. Well, it, it's probably not quite that clear cut, but uh, we're really pleased to announce that uh, strategic alliance that we uh, have established with them. So, so basically what we want to do is uh, we want to partner with their team and we'll examine the different locations that they have. And they have a fabulous footprint across the country, uh, I think some 283 stores. And what we'll do is we'll work with them. We'll look at specific locations, and then we'll uh, decide which locations would be best suited to a conversion. So, mm-hmm. so you're not going to have a situation where the coffee shop turns into a dispensary and remains a coffee shop. The second cup store will either be a second cup store, as it always has been, or it will be uh, converted over to a uh, uh, national access cannabis uh, dispensary. This will start an interesting um, new landscape, I think, for coffee shops, because already in Toronto, we've got cafes that are set up, and they do actually have baked goods. You can get coffee and tea, and then they have rooms in the back that if you want to go in, uh, you can buy uh, marijuana. Now, of course, these are not the legal stores that the province plans to set up, but they already exist, and it seems to me it's actually a pretty good marriage. It works. Well, I, I, I mean, we're, we're very pleased with the relationship. We think it will work and work uh, very well, obviously. Uh, but the other thing that we are looking at, and uh, you mentioned it, is uh, vape shops. And we think that with the different uh, regulations around smoke-free, for instance, Ontario, and, and every province has, has their own version of that, uh, they're going to have to search out locations where consumers can legally consume cannabis and and we think vape shops would be an ideal location yeah the challenge though in ontario is that right now it's only going to be available smoking um you to go and 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 you have to smoke it essentially which i think is is missing a massive part of the market which is the healthier side of edibles and you know you've got the luxury of going out to bc and i think alberta you know they're going to be doing um a better mix than Ontario. So I guess you'd be looking to the change in leadership of a maybe Doug Ford um, premiership that you could ex- would be looking to expand into Ontario? Well, I mean, we, we're strong believers in the privatized market. We think that's the proper way to go. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at, uh, first off, if you look at what the government did when they went into the licensed producer uh, commercialization mode, uh, they employed privatization at from coast to coast and established a multi-billion dollar business. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we dealt with Manitoba, 
Uh, they're a small province with, uh, I think, 1.2 million people. And they've already set up a plan to roll out uh, at least 40 stores. Yeah. Now, Ontario, with 13 million people and a, and a bureaucratic government monopoly, the best they can come up with is four stores in 2018. <laughs> I mean, that, that's ridiculous. And not to mention, what the one they've done in Toronto is really close to schools, so everybody is already up in arms because this was, after all, all about protecting the kids. But I do agree with you. This should be an absolute private mark, market because that is how you get the best choice and the best product to consumers who will then maybe turn away from the black market. And not only that, it's much easier to regulate because if the province steps back and they solely focus on regulation, the, the people that have the privatized shops, they have everything to lose. So they will ensure that everything is done to the letter uh, for the government. Now, I'm not, even, I'm not sure that a government-run store would... Uh, would pay as close attention to uh, all the different rules and regulations as what a privatized store would. Right. And so let me get some clarification. Because you've partnered up with Second Cup, would that mean it would be a Second Cup logo and it would be a Second Cup with your product in it? Or are you looking to actually take over that franchise? We will convert the, the, the stores that we decide on together, Second Cup and National Access Cannabis, We'll do a complete conversion, and it'll be a, a National Access Cannabis branded recreational cannabis dispensary. And there are other, the, the other stores will remain as uh, second cup stores. Interesting. I find that confusing. Well, they have, they have so many stores, and they right. have such a great footprint across the country. What we'll do is wherever we can obtain a, a license through the particular province, and if it looks like a good location, then we'll try to convert that actual shop. Uh, to a dispensary. Now, right. a number of their coffee shops you couldn't convert because they may perhaps they're in a mall or perhaps they're in an area that wouldn't be suitable for a cannabis uh, dispensary. So, so we have to really look at it on a case by case basis. Interesting. Okay. And what do you do? Uh, and do you have a plan of attack for when you get pushback in communities for people that don't want it there? Well, I, I mean, ideally, you want uh, community buy-in, and, and I think that's a big part even uh, at the provincial level when they look at uh, who they're going to award the licenses to and, and how it's going to roll out. So so we make sure that, that we can offer a, a system of dispensing that is uh, professional and safe and follows all the guidelines and regulations and that the community itself feels comfortable having us there. So it, I think what people don't understand is is a legal uh, uh, government-regulated dispensary yeah. it will look much different than what you see now in the gray market. Absolutely, yeah. And interesting, so you've got uh, a number of provinces that will be, um, I think, easy for you, but the reality is Ontario is going to be a challenge. Ontario will be. I mean, Ontario is, is definitely the prize of the industry. It, it uh, has, you know, the third of the population of Canada, but we don't see any possible way that the government of Ontario can maintain a strict monopoly on uh, on cannabis shops and and provide the proper service to the population of Ontario. It's, it, I mean, four stores for uh, for a population of 13 million, <laughs> and where we estimate that you you need a store uh, roughly for every 25,000 people. So you can just see that they're they're not even close to being able to meet their obligations. Well, that's because they're government. They don't know what they're doing. But uh, just before I let you go then, um, Starbucks and other coffee chains, are we going to see them partnering up as well? Uh, I'm not really sure, but it's certainly a, uh, it's a race for real estate at this point. Uh, everybody's looking for the best locations. We're really aggressively looking at acquiring as many 
uh, provincial licenses as we possibly can. So we're active in Manitoba. Uh, we hope to be uh, successful in Saskatchewan. We're very busy in Alberta. We'll, we'll chase uh, dispensing licenses in British Columbia. And then as the other provinces open up, uh, we hope to compete uh, in those areas as well. Absolutely. Okay, well, that's great. And sorry, I, I should ask because it just popped into my head. Why, why Second Cup? Just because they've already got a brand? They have a brand. They have an excellent team. Uh, they have they have uh, locations across the country in areas that we were interested in. So it, it just seemed to be a very good fit. Well, good luck, Derek. Thanks so much. Thank you, Neil. Bye-bye. Derek Ogden uh, joining us tonight. And look, this is just the beginning. There's so much money to be made on pod. And, uh, you know, we chatted about this in the last segment. I'm much more comfortable with decriminalization because there's a big difference between legalization and decriminalization. But this is the route that the government has chosen to go. There doesn't seem to be a really good plan in place how to get it to market. Certainly not in Ontario. I mean, B.C., uh, and Alberta will do, um, uh, I think Alberta is completely private. BC, a lot of the provinces are going private. And in Ontario, only apparently the government knows how to run this. And they're going to roll it out and it's going to get screwed up. And um, people will remain, uh, you know, with the black market. But if they do it properly, and I do actually believe that the private market can be very responsible. It's amazing what adults can do uh, and carry off and achieve. But... But it would be better for the consumer, not just for choice, but also with um, product. And yeah, I'll use the example I used last hour. Variety stores who are allowed to sell cigarettes, they actually do a pretty good job of it. Getting licenses and asking for ID and all the rest of it. So you can just as easily put this in a privatized setting. And oh yeah, you can send inspectors out who can check up and make sure it's being done right. But this is only the beginning. And uh, if Doug Ford, in fact, becomes premier, I'll be very interested to see what route he goes. Because he did say he would do the private route. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.